Hello, everyone. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Let me move this. Uh, my dog stuff. Okay. That was not aesthetically pleasing, was it? <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome back to the live stream. Welcome back to the Divinity Life Podcast. I pray that you guys are all doing well. And uh, we're just making sure that everyone is connected here. So just um, let me turn the lights up a little bit. There we go. That's better, isn't it? <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Hey, we're back. Okay. We're doing something this time. We're doing something. We are doing something this time, y'all. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, you guys, to the Divinity Life Podcast. I pray that you're all doing well this evening. And uh, we are back with another episode of This Is Kingdom. And tonight is part two of The Nature of Demons. And we're going to be talking a bit about religious demons tonight. Religious demons. I'm going to give you a moment um, to connect here um, while I try to um, while I try to get my notes up and get this extra stuff out of the way that I have on my desk. Um, today I was working on updates, fall updates for um, fall updates for the. Uh, the uh the streams and the the i don't even know what to call this i can't call it a podcast anymore because i do more than just podcasting i, I don't know ministry updates i guess <laughs> um but we have some updates that i want to roll out and um want to share with you guys uh that i have been working on over the past week and um we're going to get that going if you can see some if you can see that in the background on the screen that is um fresh start church it's like my favorite my favorite um so i'm going to share the updates with you guys first and i look so chalky like i'm so sorry guys one second let me try some I look chalky like a ghost or something. Like, what happened to your girl? What happened? <laughs> um, I'm going to be sharing some updates uh, for uh, the ministry. Uh, they're just minor updates, but nevertheless, they are updates. And well, not too minor, but you know, we, we tweaked we tweaked a few things um, to make it work better. And uh, you know me, I'm all about change for the better. I'm all about pushing forward um, into the future, onward, right? Onward. Let's. What, what's next? What's next? <laughs> and the Holy Ghost is the same. And so we're going to be uh, talking about a few updates here and um, I'm going to post them on IG um, after we finish the live. So the, the updated, uh, I have a little video that shows the updates and I'm going to post that for you guys, <laughs> excuse me, on Instagram after the stream. And, um, yeah, I, I guess I will, uh, as far as YouTube and 
um, Facebook. Just uh, look for the updates on the banners, on Facebook banners, as well as on the uh, YouTube banner and in the description box um, below this video after the live, okay? After the live. And um, yeah, if you can go to IG as well if you want to see the update video. Um, and it shows, you know, what we're doing now as a fall um, 2021, right? Fall, the fall season is upon us autumnal season and all, you know, <laughs> and so uh, we are doing uh, a few new things, a couple new things for the fall season and uh, very excited about that. So um, yeah, what we're going to be uh, doing, well, let me go ahead and share the first update. The first update is um, that we are incorporating uh group prayer again, intercessory prayer again is coming back. And so we're going to be doing that on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Excuse me, Central Standard Time. I've already posted it on Facebook um, and I, I have yet to post it on IG, but it's going to be posted on IG. Um, but we're having uh, intercessory prayer will be at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on Saturday mornings. And then uh, it's going to run from 8 to 9 a.m. And then um, uh, I'm also going to be doing live deliverance, live deliverance sessions uh, from 10 a.m. to noon. Not live deliverance, Zoom deliverance sessions from 10 a.m. to noon. So just keep that in mind. 10 a.m. to noon uh, is live Zoom deliverance. And so uh, what we want is we want to um, open a block of time to, uh, for people to, you know, join for deliverance, join in for deliverance, prayer and, uh, healing. Amen. And we are going to, uh, be doing that from 10 AM to noon on Saturdays, 10 AM to noon on Saturdays. This kind of helps me out a little bit. So I'm not sitting for like, you know, three, four, four hours at a time with one person. Um, it's going to go, you know, a little bit quicker because I'm going to ask you to come prayed up. Now we have to remember that we're doing deliverance on born again believers. And if you're a born again believer, then um, you should have a prayer life or somewhat of a prayer life. It, it doesn't matter how small or great you think it is. Prayer is always great. Okay. Prayer is always great. And so, um, I want you to come. If you, if you sign up for deliverance, I want you to come ready. I want you to come prayed up. And, um, and I want you to also, um, you know, I want you during your prayer time to, uh, Break, break any unforgiveness that you have towards anyone in your life, bitterness, unforgiveness. I want you to pray and renounce that. And I also want you to um, renounce anything that you think that, you know, may be plaguing you, like any spirit that you think may be holding you. If it's a demon of lust, if it's a demon of, you know, uh, uh, you know, perversion, addiction, whatever it is, um, as believers, as born again believers, we have the Holy, if we have the Holy Spirit and we do, <laughs> then you should have a clue or an inkling <laughs> as to what you are struggling with, or at least what doors you open to the enemy. Um, and, and for those of you who have gone through deliverance with me, you know that uh, Pastor Isaiah 
um, has a, a form that we use and he created the form and it just kind of gives you a, a chance to write down some things that, uh, that you have dealt with to kind of jog your, your own memory as well as inform us and help us uh, to better understand what your situation is so that we can um, have those things in mind when we, when we are praying for you or praying, uh, praying over you. And so uh, we want you to come prepared, but it's going to be a Zoom deliverance similar to what Pastor Isaiah is doing. Um, it's just more effective. It saves time and it saves uh, it saves uh, uh, people from having, you know, because it, people have families, you know. I mean, I personally, I don't mind because, you know, I can I can do deliverance all night. I love chasing devils. I love casting out demons because I hate the devil so much. So I can do this like all day, literally. But the truth of the matter is that we don't have all day, <laughs> you know, um, people, you know, have families. I know you guys have families. Uh, we have kids and things like that. And, um, I, for one, even though, you know, my son is a, is a grown man now, he's an adult, but, um, I don't get much sleep at night because, you know, of work schedules, like we have uh, conflicting work schedules. So um, I don't get much sleep, you know, um, at night because I'm trying to get him from work and we share we share a car right now. So, you know, um, your sister doesn't get much sleep. And so when I'm doing like deliverance for, you know, four hours, <laughs> you know, and then. Um, try to go get him and try to get to sleep and all that kind of stuff. Listen, a lot of times I don't get to bed until like 3 a.m. And it's just, that's just the way it is. And I would love to be able to get up, um, you know, by seven and pray and go to the gym or work out and everything. But it doesn't always work out for me that way um, because I, you know, I was doing that. I was opening up uh, my evenings for deliverance sessions. And so, you know, those can go on for hours and hours. So that is the reason why we're doing it this way. So it's going to be Saturday mornings, um, 10 a.m. to noon. You can uh, email me, um, go uh, to my website and uh, go to the deliverance page and you can contact me there. It'll shoot an email to me and, you know, you just write in whatever you want to write in, whatever you need to. And it's going to email, uh, it's going to hit my inbox and then I'll get it and we'll, you know, I'll, I'll reach out to you to get you booked um, for Saturday. We already have people booking. I have uh, a 10 a.m. session um, this Saturday morning. So people are already, you know, on uh, people are already on board, which is great. And uh, yeah, uh, this is going to save both of us a little bit of time. Okay. <laughs> but right now your sister is only doing live virtual deliverance or zoom deliverance because um, I don't have a physical location yet uh, to do, you know, to do otherwise to do in-person deliverance. But if you need in-person deliverance, you know, don't fear, just, just contact. <laughs> you can still, <laughs> excuse me. You can still get that. Uh, just go to the deliverance map, isaiahsaldivar.com forward slash deliverance. And you can still uh, find someone in your area to do an in-person session with. Okay. But this is strictly for virtual deliverance, Zoom deliverance sessions. And so we want to get, you know, we want to get, get you in and, you know, hit these demons and, and get them out of there. You know what I mean? And get you out, you know? So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, also, another update is that 
uh, Tuesday and Thursday nights when I'm here preaching, um, we are moving from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., right? We're moving to 7 p.m. I know some of y'all might not be like, Ugh. we're moving from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's not it's not a big change. It's just an hour forward. As you know, we're going into fall, so time is going to fall back, so you'll be fine. But um, we are moving to 8 p.m., and uh, we're moving to 8 p.m. just to make things easier on, on your sister's schedule over here, okay? <laughs> um and, uh, yeah, because, you know, I, I, I had, I had to make a couple of tweaks. Sorry if the light is going in and out. Oh my gosh. Sorry about that. But, um, I had to make a couple of tweaks there to make things easier. And, um, um, what we're going to be doing is, um, the, this is kingdom series is going to be Tuesday and Thursdays at 8 PM central standard time. As you know, when, when we're, when we're, uh, when we're doing this on Tuesday nights, we normally don't finish everything and we have to, we end up having to complete it on Thursday night. So we're going to do one hour on Tuesday and one hour on Thursday nights. It's starting at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Okay. So Tuesday, Thursday, this is Kingdom, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, How to Slay in Prayer. This is group prayer, intercession, etc. If you, you know, and, and, and all of that. So if you need prayer and you, and, or you want to join in, um, in some, some real good, you know, sp strong spiritual warfare prayer, I'm talking about spiritual warfare. This is not, we're pr praying for your dog and we're praying for you to, you know, uh, get a boo this year, you know what I'm saying? And get married, get hooked up. You know, we're, we're, we're not praying for that. We are praying um, for the nations, we are praying um, against the powers of hell, against the kingdom of darkness. We are praying warfare prayer. This is warfare prayer, okay? Um, so it's how to slay in prayer, spiritual archery and warfare. Spiritual archery and warfare. That's what we're doing. Um, and it is intercessory prayer. So it's going to be on Zoom. You know, you don't have to turn on your camera if you don't want to, but you know, if you're joining in when, when it's, when it, when you're up to pray or whatever, that's just turn on your audio and, and let's hit it, you know? So, um, strictly kingdom business. Okay. Um, so that's what we're doing. And then right after that, we'll do, uh, I'll, I'll be doing live stream deliverance on zoom from 10 AM to noon. Okay. So hope you got all that, but don't worry. I have banners. And I have an update video that I am uh, in the process of rolling out to Instagram as well as uh, Facebook and YouTube. So you'll see that um, you'll see that after tonight's live stream. And yeah, that's pretty much that's all the updates. So fall updates, you guys, it's it, it, fall is upon us. We're, who's feeling autumnal? Because I'm feeling autumnal, <laughs> I, even though I got on this white shirt, but I still feel autumnal. <laughs> So I'm very excited for fall. Fall is actually my favorite season, fall and winter. I don't like summer at all because I, your sister can't, don't do the heat very well. I just don't do the heat. And so, um, yeah, that's where we are with that. So let's go. We're going to go ahead and start our, um, our uh, topic for tonight, which is religious demons. Where we're talking about the nature of demons on Tuesday night. Very, very strong message. Um, the nature of demons and why you can't discern them. And tonight we're talking more, more specifically about religious demons, religious demons. I, I, I mean, like, can I just get this, somebody to just, just, 
just say amen if you've ever struggled with the spirit of religion. <laughs> because let me tell you something. I have been um I, I've been preaching against religion, against the religious spirit for a long time. But let me tell you something. I still struggle with that spirit. I still struggle with that spirit, to be very honest with you, because it's very subtle and you don't know that you're moving in a spirit of religion always. Um, and so, you know, I have to really, really uh, catch myself, you know, um, and it's e it's become a lot easier to detect over time. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, this this is something that we need to. Uh, keep our eyes open too. And so we're going to be talking uh, uh, tonight about um, how to discern it, how to discern it and, you know, what it looks like and things like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so let's, let's go ahead and get started. Let's just pray and we're going to roll right into this. So father, I thank you for every man, woman, uh, that has joined uh, this session tonight, Lord, and those that will catch the replay. I thank you, father, God, that your word is going to fall upon good ground, that your word is going to have free course and your word alone will be glorified. The spirit of truth will be glorified in Jesus name. I rebuke the the prince and the power of the air and I take authority over every demonic spirit dealing in the area of technology. I bind you in the name of Jesus. You will not hinder, distract, nor oppose this word from going forth. The Lord rebuke you and the blood of Jesus is against you. We bind you by the authority of the courtroom of heaven and we cast you into the pit of hell now in Jesus mighty name. I call forth and loose and release holy war angels to make war over the over the souls of men tonight that will that will come across this message, come across this broadcast that their eyes may be open to the truth, that their ears may be open to hear and able to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying unto his church in Jesus mighty name. Father, I thank you for the light of truth. Expose all the darkness, expel every dark corner, every dark area in Jesus name, every lie of the enemy. We overthrow every refuge of lies tonight in Jesus mighty name. And I thank you, Father God. Thanks be unto God who causes us to triumph always through Christ Jesus in Jesus name. Have your way. Amen. Glory to God. All right. So we are, uh, going to go ahead and get rolling here. And, um, we're talking here about, uh, the religious demon, the religious demon. Now, Tuesday night, we, we, we read about, um, the serpent. Uh, we went, you know, we talked about how demons hide and disguise themselves as part of your personality, which is why it's very hard uh, for the average person to detect them because they connect themselves to your um, to the soul realm, right? To your, your mind, your will, your emotions. They connect themselves in the, in the area of the mind or the, your thought life because they want to control your will or your will. <laughs> Amen. They want to, they want to get behind the wheel of your car and drive you to the pit. Amen. With them. They want you to drive. They want to drive you straight to hell with them. Amen. You ever heard that song? Um, Highway to Hell, Amen, or or Marilyn Manson song, Long Road, uh, Long Dark Road to Hell, or something like that. That's exactly what they're trying to do, and that's exactly where they're trying to take you, Amen. And so, don't let them get behind the wheel of your car, but they attach themselves to your personality, to your soul, 
right? And, and, and they enter into your mind through your emotions often, uh, oftentimes from outside influences. For example, you're listening to a love song. It's kind of lusty. You know, it's one of them R. Kelly kind of songs and you start getting, you know, hot and bothered and then you want to go sleep with somebody and you're not a married man or a married woman or you're married and you want to go sleep with somebody that's not your wife or your husband. You get what I mean? And so they come in through your, through your emotions. They want to control how you feel, right? And that's why it's never wise to make a decision out of, uh, based on your feelings or based on an emotion, because emotions are just that they are feelings in motion. They change, they shift, they move. And then, you know, later on, a couple hours later, you will regret that you made that decision. And so we don't want to do that. And so, um, they, they disguise themselves as part of your personality. Demons want you to think that it's just you, you know, that this is just you. It has nothing to do with the demonic, you know, no, you know, you, you don't have a demon. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's what pride will tell you. And pride is, uh, pride is the root of every demonic spirit, pride. Every demonic spirit is rooted in pride because Satan or, or Lucifer, right? Who we know now as Satan is the father over all the children of pride. That was his uh, sin. It was pride, rebellion, then witchcraft, then idolatry. Um, and he became his own, his own God, so to speak, you know? And so that, that, that is the order it's in that order. Like the that that lady says it's pride rebellion witchcraft and idolatry okay so remember that every demonic spirit operates out of there and the root of every demonic spirit is the spirit of pride because the root of every demonic spirit is satan Okay, so demons hide and disguise themselves as part of your personality. They attach themselves in the realm of the soul. So if you're wondering why you're experiencing certain emotions and thoughts that seem bad, um, this is why. And this is how you know that it's not you because God did not create you to be bad, evil or wicked. God created man to be good because God is good right? God created man to love because God is love. Satan came in to give you a false love, right? And, 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 and have you, uh, moving in lust instead of love. But just remember that whenever you're having a thought that is not good, then it must be the devil <laughs> point blank period. How do you know if, it, if, 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 how do you know if it's bad? If it looks good, if it looks good, you can test it by the word of God, you can test it by the word and you can also test it. Um, you can also test it by, um, by, uh, the end circumstance or the end of the thing, right? The circumstances, where will this thought lead you? Where will this decision lead you to? Is it going to land you in jail? Is it going to land you in the hospital? Is it going to land you, you know, um, in a fight with your, with your spouse? Is it going to land you, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? Somewhere you don't want to be. Is it going to land you, um, 
in a dope house. You know what I mean? Like, where is this, where is this thought going to lead you to, right? Cheating on your taxes. Will that land you in debt? You know what I mean? Or land you in jail, you know? So these, these are the things that we have to think about before we make a decision. And, um, so we have to remember that oftentimes it's not just the person's personality. If you're looking at someone who just has this outlandish personality, then nine times out of 10, it's really that they have demons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If they're outland, have this outlandish personality and they're making bad decisions. Okay. They're not using wisdom. They're making, they're not using the wisdom of God, right? But they're using the wisdom of man or the wisdom of the devil, right? Because the devil, you know, the devil is, is wise. He has wisdom. He's intelligent, right? Um, the Bible says that the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of light. So what does that say? The children of this world, the God of this world is their father, who is the prince of this world, which is the devil, right? And so if, if they are wiser in their generation, than the children of life. And that tells you that the enemy has wisdom. He's very intelligent. And so, um, you know, it's often not just the person's personality, but it is a demon driving that person. Um, also, we talked about how if your thought or your feelings cannot be confirmed in the word of God, then it's not coming from God, right? Um, we also talked about uh, that... Uh, Demons are, are, are boastful. Demons are boastful. This is another way that you can determine or discern a demon because a demon is boastful. A demon is proud and boastful. Demons um, can also disguise themselves as being humble. But true humility, listen to this. True humility is not, um, is not just, you know, acting all, you know, <laughs> you know, meek and quiet and, <laughs> you know, no, that's not true humility. Humility is not in an act. Uh, it, it, it's not in a, um, hello, sis, God bless you, sister Miriam. Um, it's not, it's not in, 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 uh, acting humble. It is in your obedience to God. Amen. It is in, it is your obedience to God. True humility is your obedience to God. It's obedience. Why do I say that? I say that because what did God say through the prophet Samuel unto Saul? Remember King Saul, when God, uh, when God took him down off of his, off of his throne, right? Because he disobeyed God because he disobeyed God. God told him to kill all the Amalekites and don't spare any of them. He told them, don't even, don't even, uh, don't even, uh, spare any of the spoils. Just leave everything. Don't touch anything. Why? Because demons can attach themselves to objects and they do. So in touching those, uh, the, 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 you know what the spoils of war is, right? It is whatever the enemy had, you know, um, you know, that, that you were battling against. So like their armor or, you know, maybe their, their riches or their, their, their silver, their gold or whatever, you know, um, their, their, uh, their, their animals, you know what I mean? Or whatever that the enemy has, once you destroy the enemy, then, then there's what you call spoils of war, where, where you gather the possessions of the, of your, your adversary. Right. But God told 
um, him. He said, he said, don't touch their stuff. Leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Right. And um, because this tribe had been plaguing Israel for many, many, many years, and God wanted to destroy that tribe, everybody in that tribe. I mean, man, woman, child, young and old, he, he said, destroy all of them. But, but King Saul did not destroy all of them. He saved <laughs> Out of everybody, he saved the king of the Amalekites. Why would you save the king? I mean, like, really? You know, the 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 head of the thing you want to save, you want to save him. Okay, you know, like he he gonna start that thing right back up, right? And so and so he disobeyed God, and that is why Samuel said to him, the prophet Samuel said to him that your pride is as rebellion. Your pride is as the sin of, uh, of rebellion, right? And so, and then he said, and witchcraft um, and idolatry. And so we want to uh, uh, understand from that, that pride makes you rebel against God. So pride is disobedience to God, which is exactly what's, what Satan did or Lucifer did in the beginning, Right. And so um, humility is the opposite. So humility is obedience to God. It is submission. See, obedience actually means submission to God, submission. So when you submit yourself, you're obeying him. And so this is, um, this is what we want to know. Demons uh, are proud and they are boastful. Why do you think the number one thing that, you know, that people functioning in this country is pride and they're very proud to do so. And then why do you think we have pride month? Why do you think they called it pride, you know, for LGBTQ community? You know, why do you think they did that with the rainbow? Because they're rebelling against God. They're rebelling against the, the meaning of God's covenant. The rainbow signifies the covenant of God with his people. They're rebelling against that covenant. They're saying, no, we don't want you, right? We are rebelling against you. You see what I mean? So pride and, and, and notice that everyone that everyone who is pride is who is proud is also boastful, also boastful. So, you know, they don't mind, you know, trying to make you think that, you know, they, they the big stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all that and a bag of chips. Actually, you're not. Jesus is. You know what I mean? And so we're talking about um, the fact that demons uh, are proud and boastful in nature. Um, they are also eluding and mysterious. They will pretend to be humble when they're not. Right. They will pretend um, and they will elude. That means that they, they, you, you, um, it's not easy for you to trace them. They want to make it hard to be traced. Right. Which is very stupid to me because nowadays, you know, you can look at somebody, um, and, and, and well, I can, I don't know about you, but once I'll tell you this, once again, once you, um, begin to engage yourself in the, uh, in the ministry you know, or the kingdom of God in, in your God-given calling and you decide to start helping people get free from the demonic, right? When you start helping people to, uh, to break free and when you start, when you start preaching truth and shining the light and, and preaching the word, you know what I mean? When you start, when you start 
revealing and moving in the ministry of Jesus, then your eyes are going to be open to the demonic realm like you've never known before. Why? Because now you're engaged in the war. You're engaged in battle, right? And so God knows you have to be able to see what you're fighting against. Hello. So the eyes of your understanding have to be open and your spiritual eyes become open. So you be, you know, if you're not doing something, nothing, then, then you don't, you know, there's no need for that. Right. But if you are engaged and you're no longer a civilian in this thing, then your, uh, your spiritual eyes are going to be open and you are going to see demons in people. You are going to see demons in people. Okay. So, so, so when you uh, are able to see demons in people, then you will begin to understand that demons are, uh, they try to be uh, eluding and mysterious. They don't, they, you know, they don't want to be seen. They, Satan's greatest weapon, of course, is to make you think that he's not there. So, so are his children, right? And so they want you to think that they're not, you know, that it's not them. Oh, it's just you, right? And they're very eluding and mysterious. But guess what? They're all so stupid because, you know, I mean, demons in the world, you know what I mean? In the, in the unbelievers, it's very obvious, you know, like, I don't, I mean, if you can't see that, then you must be, I mean, Ray Charles can see that, you know, look at people like, um, look, just look at what they're doing and look at how they, how they dress and look at how they present themselves. They want to be known. They wear the tattoos and they, you know, they, it, uh, they want attention, you know, it's like they want to be noticed. You know what I mean? Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a counterfeit or a copy, um, of the kingdom of light or the children of light, because the children of light, we are taught, um, to, you know, no, you don't have to pay, you know, you don't have to pay any attention to me that it's not about me. It's about Jesus. So I don't need all the extra attention. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to draw your attention to me with tats and all this kind of stuff, you know, and, and all this wild, crazy, uh, outfit and and costumes and all the stuff that they do you know i used to do that though so i know and I, it was a cry for attention why because i was i was uh uh i battled a spirit of rejection you know what i mean and and most of us do when you are um uh traumatized as a child or when you are abused as a child or when you are you know uh you you the enemy has, um, you know, tapped you, <laughs> you know, in your youth, then, then you end up with a spirit of rejection. You end up with a spirit of rejection. And we talked about this Tuesday night. I'm just giving you kind of a refresher here. Uh, sis says, yes, that makes sense. Amen. And she said, she said, right. Amen. Glory to God. So, so thank you for commenting. <laughs> um, but, you know, that is exactly it. And um, so, you know, they want you to, you know, they want you to believe that, oh, this is just the, the person. This is just how this person is. Now, I'm not talk. I'm not talking down on unbelievers because they don't know any better yet. Right. Because they're still in the darkness. But I'm but but when it comes to born again, believers, right, born again, believers who have demons. Christians who have demons now, um, 
it's very it's it should be much easier for you to detect detect because the number one thing that you'll see there is the pride you'll see the boastfulness you'll see the arrogance and you'll also see that they try to be a they try to be mysterious when they're actually obvious right and so um this is what we're talking about now not to confuse that with confidence see jesus was confident he said what he said and that's and that's that you know what i mean he said what he said, and that was it. And so Jesus was confident, but he wasn't proud, you know? Um, so it's a difference to know who you are and where you stand, right? And and know your power and your authority. Know what you carry, right? Hey, Sister Elizabeth, how are you? Good to see you. Um, you have to know what you carry. You have to know, right? But that does not mean that you are proud. When you know who you are and you know what you carry from God, you know who your father is, who your daddy is, right? And then you are also obedient to him. It's not pride. That is humility. Okay? So understand the difference there. Now, we also talked about how demons' strength is made perfect in your weakness, just like God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. The devil is copy-paste, right? So his strength is made perfect in your weakness. <laughs> that means that any area in your life that you're weak in or you're not as strong, hey, sis, you're not as strong, then he's going to try to attach himself to you right there. And what he's going to try to do is he's going to try to He's going to try to tempt you in that area, tempt you in that area so he can unravel you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's like a garment that has a that has a thread loose. You know what I mean? And you pull that thread and you will unravel that whole garment. That's what he tries to do. So so his strength, he wants his strength to be made perfect in your weakness. Right. So. That's why we have to, again, be humble and, and submissive to God and obedient to God so that his strength will be made perfect in our weakness. You see what I mean? We have to learn how to rely on the strength of God, rely on the strength of the Holy Ghost and not on your own strength because vain is the help of man. Flesh is weak, right? But the spirit of God is strong. The spirit of God is always willing, right? And so we have to learn that it's not by our power, it's not by our might, but it is only by the spirit of the living God. We can do nothing in our own strength, right? It's in him that we live, move, and have our being. And so just understand that it's the same way in the devil's kingdom, okay? Also, that demons are controlling and manipulate, manipulative. If you give them an inch, they will take a mile, right? So that, you know, that's another way that you can determine or you can discern them because they, you know, they will keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Whereas, you know, the spirit of God will, will, uh, request you to do something, ask you to do something, you know, um, but he will not push you. He will not pressure you. Right. But he will ask you and he will even ask repeatedly but it will not, it will, it will not uh, come across as pressure, right? He's not going to make you do anything because God is not interested in controlling our will because it's against his law and he doesn't break his own law. 
Okay, so so remember that God made you in his image and in his likeness, which means that you have your own individual mind, will and emotions, just like God. God has God is a spirit with a soul. The only difference between us and him is that he created us spirit, soul and body because the human body was created for this planet. God doesn't live on this planet, so he doesn't need it. That's why he operates through us. Okay, he says he says uh, silver and gold. Um, um, what does it say? Uh, silver uh, sacrifices and offerings. I requ I require not or or something like that. He said sacrifices and offerings. Um, gosh, what is that scripture? It just slipped my mind. But he says, but a body thou hast prepared for me. I want you to prepare me a body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I want to use your body. I want to use you, right? And so guess what? Copy, paste. The devil also wants to use your body. So if God himself will not illegally use your body because it's a demonic spirit cannot function inside a human body without legal right, you have to give them permission. And guess what? You also have to give God permission, right? So you have to understand that um, he, the Holy Spirit is not, they say, you know, he's a gentleman, right? He's not going to try to control your will. He's going to ask you. Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. <laughs> and if any man open the door unto me, then I will come in and I will uh I will uh, sup with him, right? So that's that's what that means. Also, uh, demons are evasive. They like to play hide and seek. I know this by doing uh, deliverance sessions on different people. Demons like to hide. They like to evade. They don't want to get kicked out of the house. They don't want to get evicted. And so they will try to distract you. They will try to, you know, do everything they can to stay in that house and they will try to wear you out. If you're a deliverance minister listening to me, demons will try to wear you out. They will try. They will, you know, elude your questions. You know, when you're trying to find out information about, you know, generational curses, where did you come in? How many generations ago? You know, and so on and so forth so that you can. Because when you ask demons, um, when you get information from demons you know you don't talk to demons just for the sake of talking to them but for investigative purposes kind of like you know um interrogation when they give up information the more information they give up you want to ask the important questions when the more information they give up the weaker they they become and they know they got to go then right it's just like in an interrogation room you know the more information you have to give up, the more questions you have to answer, the weaker your case becomes. And then you start, you know, you, you, you start sweating because you sweat bullets because you like, is they catching me in a lie? Is they catching me in a lie? Right. You know what I mean? Um, unless you're innocent, but demons are not innocent. Right. So uh, they will elude and they will try to play hide and sink. One will often try to hide behind another. Um also, they are identical to a serpent. They move and operate exactly uh, identical as a serpent or identical to a serpent. And so when you think about the nature of a serpent, you're looking at the nature of Satan and the nature of demons. 
point blank period. The nature of a serpent, right, is the same thing as the nature of a demon, which takes me into tonight's um, uh, continuation here. We're talking about the serpent. Now, we went to Genesis and we understood how the serpent uh, beguiled Eve and, um, you know, so on and so forth. I'm not going to go into that again, but there was a there was a whole revelation that God brought out of that 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 nobody's ever heard before <laughs> because I had never heard it before. And the Holy Ghost preached that that night. So go to Tuesday night's message and you'll catch it there. Genesis chapter three, when we were talking about the serpent Um and uh, but tonight we're, we're, we want to we want to kind of touch on this serpentine thing again, because demons mimic themselves um, uh, the, uh, through the animal kingdom. Um, there are demons of, of every kingdom. Right. So you have demons, um, uh, demons of the air. You have demons uh, of the waters like marine spirits. You have uh, demons that dwell um, in the earth, you know what I mean? And then you also have, um, demons that operate and function through the animal kingdom, the animal kingdom. So you have earth, water, air, you also have the animal kingdom. Uh, if you notice like some, uh, often when you see demons that are, that are manifesting, they're manifesting as some type of animal, some type of animal, right? Or the person's face starts to contort, contort or change. Uh, they, they, they begin to look like, or mimic some type of animal. And even in, even without talking about the, demo, the demonic realm, when you look at human beings, period, now this will trip you out. When you look at human beings, period, Often human beings um, favor some type of animal, right? You can look at some, <laughs> and don't let us get overweight because you're going to see exactly which one we look like. You know what I mean? Don't let us get overweight. If I get overweight, I, I mean, when I look at myself in the mirror, I see a frog. I don't know why, but it looks like I started looking like a frog and I'm like, I'm not a frog. And guess what spirit? Now I'm being real honest with y'all. Guess what spirit I struggled with for, for many, many years before my deliverance, the spirit of lust and uncleanness and perversion. I dealt with unclean spirits. I was, I was, I was demonized with unclean spirits, lust, perversion, you know, um, sexual immorality, masturbation, you know what I'm saying? Spiritual husband, you know? So, you know what I mean? Like it, it is what it is. I'm not, thank God that, that ain't me no more, you know, but that's what we're talking about. Often demons will mimic, uh, in the person's, uh, nature, uh, certain animals of the animal kingdom. Now tonight we're talking about a serpent. Uh, we're talking about the serpent. What started out as a serpent in the book of Genesis ended up as a dragon in the book of Revelation. Now think about that. Think about that. What did we say Tuesday night? We said that we know that, you know, demons are everywhere. You know, a lot of people don't notice them. A lot of people can't see them, but demons are everywhere. Why? Because pride is everywhere. Demons are everywhere because pride is everywhere. You see, majority of people are puffed up with pride. 
And pride is a very sneaky demon. It's like leaven, you know, a little leaven or leaven a whole lump. You won't even know he's in there. You know what I'm saying? Until he, until he, you know, gets, you know, get out of hand and you can't control it anymore. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, what started out as a serpent in the book of Genesis ended up as a whole dragon in Revelation. That's taught. That's telling you that over time and during the course of history, you know, demons have progressed. They have not regressed. <laughs> you know, they have matriculated. They have. Uh, they have become more in intuitive, more intelligent. You know, they draw from artificial intelligence or fallen angels or Nephilim spirits, right? Or the Benai Elohim, which, which are intelligent, highly intelligent beings. Listen, angels are highly intelligent beings. And that's why demons are highly intelligent beings. The only thing dumb about the devil is the fact that, you know, who would who would uh, work for somebody that's going to send you to a lake of fire at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Like who going, you know what I'm saying? But they work for our daddy. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. You want to know how God, why God keeps demons around to chastise us? You want to know why God keeps demons around to keep us in line? That's like his belt, his rod of correction. Amen. And so, um, when we break the law, you know what I'm saying? If we, if, if we break the law because heaven, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is like, is, is like a law system. It is the highest law system and it is a kingdom. It is not a court system or a Supreme court system. It is a kingdom where a king rules, where a king is in dominion, right? God is king. Jesus is king of kings, right? And so when you have a kingdom <laughs> and you break the, the laws of the kingdom, then guess what? Somebody is going to come and trouble you. Somebody is going to come trouble your life and it's not God. It, it is the devil and, and you unleashed him because of the decisions that you chose to make repeatedly. It's not a one-time offense. It's not a one-off occasion. It is your repeated decision to sin. Well, so we're talking about iniquity or working iniquity. That's why Jesus said to them, um, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. He didn't say depart from me because you sin. He said depart from me because you are working sin. You are a worker of iniquity. So you're practicing this thing. You're a sin practitioner. You know what I'm saying? So that's what, it's, what we're talking about. And that's what demons are for. That's what demons are for, to push us to the point of repentance. And, and, and if we end up, you know, if, if we keep fighting repentance, then God will give us over to a reprobate mind. Hey, sis, sister Nisha. Hey, sis is on. Um, God will give you over to a reprobate mind to where you, 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 you can't repent. You know what I mean? Um, so, 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 so that's what demons are for. That's why God keeps demons around. Now, when the enemy gives you a thought, don't meditate on it. Don't meditate on it. Cast it down quickly. We'll get to the religious thing in just a second here, but cast, remember just to cast 
the thought down quickly. When the enemy gives you a thought. Now, we already talked about knowing when the thought is from the enemy. So when the, when the enemy gives you a thought or a demon gives you a thought in your mind, you must cast it down quickly. Because anything you meditate on is going to manifest. That thought is like a seed that if it takes root in your mind, it will grow and become a whole tree and will bear much fruit. So Satan uses the same principle of faith that we do. Faith in the seed, right? Um, seed time and harvest, right? That's why, um, that's why New Age religion focuses so much on meditation. That's why they focus so much on meditation. They understand the power of the human mind. They understand how faith connects to manifestation, you know, but God told us, what did he tell us to do? Joshua one and eight. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shall meditate, uh, meditate in it day and night, right? That you shall make your way prosperous and you will have good success, right? So, um, that meditate on it day and night to do what? To observe, to do according to all that is written therein, according to all that is written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous. You will make your way prosperous because of the decisions that you make. And you will have good success. So this is what the devil understands too. Because the devil reads and uses the Bible. These satanic churches ask Brother John, John Ramirez. He'll tell you they use the Bible in their devil services, in, in their satanic services. You know, this man was a warlock. They use the Bible. You know, Freemasons, they use the Bible. Come on. Where you think they get? They don't have that much wisdom. <laughs> they don't have their own wisdom. They're stealing it from God. So they're using the wisdom of the word here. So that's how they, they, they understand that the human mind, uh, when, uh, when, when, your, uh, when your human mind um, connects to faith or can meditate on something long enough, that thing will, will manifest in your life. So that's what they're calling manifestation. You know, this new age stuff. And thank God they're they're coming to us for deliverance now. Glory to God. Because they, they understand that they're tapping in that the third eye and all that stuff they're tapping into are it's not angels. It, it, it is the it is the devil disguising himself as an angel of light and coming to them as an angel of light, but they're actually demons. And a lot of people uh, are realizing that and they're waking up to that and they're coming to seek deliverance. Um but um, this is why, and, and also this is why the devil is, uh, the, the Satan's kingdom is light years ahead of us. It seems like they're light years ahead of us. Like they're so far advanced ahead of us, you know? Why do you think that is? Because they understand this right here. What did we say earlier? The children of this world, whose father is the, is the prince of this world. Um, are wiser in their generation than the children of light. Um, but the Lord will cut them off in their wickedness. You see, that's the foolish part about it. They, they do all that stuff. They're building their kingdom. They're building their empires. They're, you know, the wealth of the wicked is what? Being laid up for the just. Why? Because God is going to cut them off in their own wickedness, right? And the, and the last shall become first. And the first shall become last. 
you see? So don't worry, just keep walking in submission and obedience to God. You're going to see it manifest in your own life first, and you're going to see it manifest openly, right? Is this Because this thing is winding up. Um, God waits for the darkness to become full. You see, we don't understand the mind of God. God's, God waits until the sin becomes full, until the cup becomes full, and then he pours out his wrath. Did you hear it? Did you catch that? He waits and he waited until the sin of the Amorite of the Amorites became full before he judged that nation. You see, the Bible says every nation that forgets God shall be turned into hell. And we're seeing it. You know, we're seeing it. So pay attention also to this. Pay attention to the things that make you laugh and the things that make you cry. The Holy Ghost said, pay attention to the things that make you laugh and the things that make you cry. Remember that demons attach themselves to your personality. So consider the source of your joy and the source of your tears. Is this coming genuinely from, you know, from a walk of obedience and a life that is submitted to God, decisions that were submitted to God and, and came through the word? Or what it, is, this, is this joy, you know, uh, or, or these tears coming from another source? You see what I mean? That's another way that you can discern demonic activity in your life. Um, now, we're going to define the word uh, demon here. And the word evil and the word wicked. I want to show you something. And then we're going to talk about religious demons really quickly. Religious demons. And so uh, let me pull this up for you here. Oh, my brother is on. Hey, brother Robert. Good to see you. He said helmet of salvation. Amen. Yes, we need the helmet of salvation. Sister Miriam is over here laughing. Girl, what you laughing at? <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. All right. So we're going to talk, uh, uh, we're going to define this here, the word demon or um, yeah, the word demon in the King James dictionary. I'm going to give you a brief definition here from the King James dictionary. It says, uh, and it's actually defining it as the word devil. Okay. Demon and devil, same thing in Christian theology. It says an evil spirit. It is an evil spirit or being a fallen angel expelled from heaven for rebellion against God, the chief of the apostate angels, <laughs> the chief of the apostate angels, the implacable enemy or implacable. I don't know. Some people uh, pronounce that implacable um, enemy and the tempter of the human race. In the New Testament, the word is frequently and erroneously used for demon, okay? It also says here, a very wicked person and in ludicrous language and a great evil, um, a great evil. So, you know, um, profane language or profanity. Um, it also says here, an idol or a false god an idol or a false god. So when the so, so when they're they're sacrificing to their idols, those are devils. Those are devils, okay? So now we're going to look here at um 
going to look here at um, the word wicked. Oh, I'm sorry, evil. Look here at the word evil. Just reading this out here. It says having, um, it, it says to be unjust or injurious. To be unjust or injurious, you know, like injuring others. And then it says to defraud. Hmm. So you wonder why God is so concerned about justice and us not defrauding one another and us not oppressing one another. God is very big against oppression, oppression. So we're talking about evil here, right? It says to be unjust. God hates injustice. And that's why we hate injustice or to be injurious or to defraud. It says having bad qualities of a natural kind, mischievous. See, remember what we talked about, what we said earlier, that they're mischievous and having qualities which tend to injure, uh, to injury or to produce mischief. Um, it says uh, having bad qualities of a moral kind, wicked, corrupt, perverse, wrong as evil thoughts, evil deeds, evil speaking and an evil generation. So these are all signs of, of demons in a person's life. This is the sign of a demon. You're having, you're having um, uh, immoral, wicked, corrupt, perverse, uh, or wrong thoughts, um, evil deeds. A person is, is doing things that are evil, speaking evil, right? And then it also says here, unfortunate. Remember that movie, Unfortunate Events? Unfortunate, a person that is always unfortunate, mo mostly, um, most often has a demon. If a person is always unfortunate, you know, nothing ever goes good with uh, good for that person. Everything is like, it's like, you know, um, nothing, nothing good is happening in, in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like everything seems to be devoured in your life. You know, you can't move forward. You take one, you take two steps forward and three steps back, two steps forward, three steps back. Unfortunate events keep happening in your life. Um, unhappy. You're just not happy. You can never be satisfied, never be, um, happy, joyful. Uh, don't know what, what it means to have peace, you know what I'm saying? To have peace or real joy, you know what I mean? You're producing sorrow. It says distressed is a sign. Distress is a sign of demons. Um, it says injury or calamity um, as evil tidings, um, etc. All right. So um, it says natural. It says evil can be natural or moral. Check this out. Natural evil is anything which produces pain, distress, loss, or calamity, or in which or which in any way disturbs the peace. DTP. <laughs> DTP. Remember what I told y'all? I told y'all I was gonna put that on t-shirt. I am. DTP, you disturbing the peace. Like, please just don't disturb the peace. Uh, disturbs the peace impairs the happiness or joy or destroys the perfection of natural beings. Now, remember, we talked about Tuesday night, how God created man 
to be perfect or to be good right so you know whenever you have you're having a thought that is bad it's not coming from god very simple god good devil bad period simple right so this is what we're talking about here all right so um now we understand the meaning of the word uh devil and the word evil we're gonna look here um at religious demons religious demons now remember satan appears uh he knows how to transform himself as an angel of light okay uh demons they appear beautiful and attractive you know uh, uh um alluring um even charismatic you know but it's all a disguise for how ugly and how hideous they really are some people have seen this in action uh right now i'm reading a book uh, pastor isaiah shared on his um on his live or on his uh youtube channel that he was reading this book called they came to set the captives free by dr rebecca brown and um she's talking about you know um this this uh this woman who was married to satan she was a bride of satan she was like one of the top witches ran ran like one of the top three witches covens um in the in the nation and 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 so on and so forth and so um it's the story of her testimony and the um and and some of the 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 hideous and grotesque things that she experienced being the bride of satan right and it talked about in one part of the book how um and i'm sharing this uh i i, I had to download it as a free pdf because um, the copies were sold out, of course, you know, go figure. Pastor Isaiah um, talked about it openly on his YouTube channel. He made two videos about it. And so I'm pretty sure everybody went and bought all the books. <laughs> and so when I went to Amazon to try to find it, I could not get it from, you know, I could not, um, I couldn't download it to my Amazon. Um, what do you call the little app, the reading app? Um, I have the reading app. And so I was trying to download it to there, but they didn't have any uh, for purchase. And so um, I'm still looking because I, I really do want to purchase the, you know, the, the actual book itself. Um, but I had to download it as a free PDF. So I was able to find that and I do have it downloaded. So if you want it, if you want to read it, um, hit me up and I'll send it to you. But um, I was telling my sister, um, we have a group also called uh, KPM. It's Kingdom Women in Prophetic Ministry here on fa uh, on Facebook. And um I was going to like uh, uh, start up a little book, a little book club, you know, with the women. So, um, you know, if, if you're interested in that, you're free to join, you know, you know, whoever, whoever you are, you're free to join into the, um, the book club. And I'll roll out the information on that as well. But I think it's a good idea for us to start like a little book club so we can start reading some of these books and sharing the information and, and answering, um, each other's questions and things like that. You know, um, it'll just help us to become more educated in this thing because God told us at the beginning of this year, don't follow in the steps of those other churches that say, oh, this is the year of prosperity and this is the year, you know, of new beginnings and this is the year of this and that. He said, this is the year to get knowledge and a good understanding <laughs> and get full of the knowledge of my will. That's what God said to us. And so that's what we're going to be doing. So I think it's going to be wise to start up a little book club where we can learn more about um, you know, 
the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. So if you have books that you want to recommend, you know, and things like that, we may like do something like take turns, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I introduce a book, we read the book that week and we come together and talk about it. And then maybe next week, sister Elizabeth introduces a book, you know, that, that, you know, that she's reading, she's, think would be great for us to share, you know, and so on. So we'll kind of pass that thing around from person to person, but that's the idea that's in my mind. So I think it'll be, I think, I think that might be good, but yeah, I, I have the PDF. If you want it, you know, um, you can get it from me and, um, I will share it with you. Just hit me up, go to my website. You can, there's tons of ways to contact me. So, okay. So, um, yeah, so 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 demons they appear beautiful. This woman was talking about in what at one point in the book how um when she initially married Satan or when she initially became his girlfriend, you know what I mean? So so they were they were in this group and they were conjuring up demons, right? They were and in this pentagram thing, you know what I'm saying? She had become uh, a witch, you know, and, um, and they were conjuring up these, uh, these, these spirits and, um, they conjured up the spirit of Satan. Now I want to say something. Satan is it, when you're dealing with, 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 uh, demons that call themselves Satan, that's one thing, right? When I'm doing deliverance often, you know, I'll ask uh, the spirit, what is your name? The spirit may say Satan. Then I know that I'm I'm dealing with with demons or a demon that represents Satan himself, right? But they're not Satan himself, you see. But but Satan himself can appear. He can appear, and so that's what these women were doing. They were conjuring up Satan. Satan appeared, and he wanted her. He wanted her, and so he um. He appeared, and when he appeared, he appeared as Lucifer. Lucifer, it was the most beautiful angel. Remember what the Bible says about Lucifer in, uh, in, in, in Ezekiel? It says that, you know, you were lifted up in pride because of your beauty. He was the most beautiful angel and the most talented, the most gifted angel, right? In the area of music and worship and all that. And, and, and if you know, you know. But go read it in scripture, Ezekiel. Now... Um, this, this, uh, Satan appears to them as Lucifer. She said it, he was the most beautiful, handsome man you ever saw. The most beautiful, handsome man you would ever see. So that that goes to show you why the devil likes to use attractive people naturally, because we want to we want, you know, we want to tempt you. We want, you know, we want you to look, look at me, you know, look how beautiful I am. Look how fine I am. Look how sexy I am. Look how, you know, and that's what he has people doing. Another sign of demons, right? So, so he appeared as this, as the, as the most beautiful man she had ever seen. And he approached her and he told her that he wanted her to be his wife. He needed her agreement, of course. How can two walk together except they agree? And when she agreed, he stepped into her. And she said, when he stepped into me, just before, um, just before he stepped into me, 
his whole visage changed. And I saw how hideous it was this. It was like the ugliest, most hideous thing I had ever seen in my life. And she said, um, when he, she accepted the invitation, he drew near to come inside her and then he transformed and she saw how hideous he truly was as he stepped inside and immediately she felt regret. Ain't that just like the devil? Immediately you feel regret, right? And so this woman, um, she wrote the book, sorry for that noise, um, uh, about this lady's experience. And um, um, I want to read something to you here, a scripture here. Uh, we're talking about religious demons, remember? Religious demons. So I want to read something to you here. Um, Sister Miriam, you still laughing? Oh, that's your last message. Oh, Brother Ron, <laughs> who was that? Oh, Sister Miriam says that would be amazing. The book club. Okay, awesome. Well, you're welcome to participate. What is you over there laughing at? <laughs> She's just over there cracking up. <laughs> um, um, we're going to look at here at 1 Corinthians. Oh, am I in 1 Corinthians? Hold on. Um, one second. Give me one second. Let me grab it here. KJV. Uh, I'm using my on-screen Bible tonight. I need to. I need my glasses, my 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 blue light glasses, but I don't want to look like a bug yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, look like a bug. <laughs> uh, we're we're in Galatians chapter one. Galatians chapter one, um, and verse eight. We're gonna start at verse eight. Okay. Galatians chapter one, verse eight, it says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel spirit of religion. Watch this. Now you were removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. So that means that there's more than one gospel, right? Right. Uh, Satan's gospel is also good news. Mm hmm. It, it, it is. It is good news. It is the American dream. It's the pipe dream. You know, it's the let me give you some money dream. Let me give you some power. Let me give you some influence. It is the same gospel that he preached to Jesus when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. He was preaching to him his gospel. I will give you all of this if you will just bow down and worship me. Right? Same thing Jesus says to us. Same thing Jesus says to us. Everything in my kingdom belongs to you. If you would just surrender. Right? So here we go. Which is, it, it says, I marvel. He says that this apostle Paul, that you are so soon or so quickly removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So what he's saying is that it's not the real gospel. It's not, it's not the real gospel at all, but it is a perverted gospel. 
Okay. It says, but though we, now they, now they were preaching something else. And if you read the, if you go back and read the context of, of, of this book, Galatians, then you'll find out what they were exactly what they were preaching. Um, but I'm not going to go into that right now. Verse eight, I'm, I'm trying to show you something, how the spirit of religion works. It says, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which have than, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed, though even if it's me or an angel from heaven or anyone. Preach any other gospel unto you other than the gospel of Christ that we have preached previously unto you. Let that person be accursed. As we said before, so now I say again, if any man, he's saying it again, preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. Are we, are we seeing it? Are we seeing it now? What is the other gospel that is being preached to the church? It is the gospel of prosperity. It is the gospel of the grace, grace message, right? And, and it is the gospel of the gimme, gimme, right? Burger King. I want to have it my way. You know, I, I want, I want weddings, rings, and things. I want babies, houses, and cars. I want the fort. I want the white picket fence and the dog. You know, I, I want the American dream. I want to have it my way. It's about what can you do for me? What can God do for me? It is the Santa Claus gospel. Amen. It is the pimp daddy gospel. What are you going to do for me, sugar daddy? And I'm going to, then I'll give you what you want. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? It, it, it is it is the give me gospel. It is the give me gospel. Every everyone it, it it appeals to your senses. It appeals to your desires. It appeals to your wants, not necessarily your needs. Because all you need is God Himself. All you need is the Holy Ghost. He said, I have already supplied all your need according to your riches and according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus, the Lord says. And so, but this gospel is not about what can I do for you, Lord? It's about what can you do for me? You see, I preached a message on here last year called God or Father. Why? Because God was saying, the Holy Ghost was saying, they worship me as God, but not as Father. They worship me as a God, just another God, right? The, the reason, though, the reason, uh, the reason uh, those other tribes worship their idols, you know, they had other gods was because those gods were known for giving them things. They, they were, it was known, they were known for giving them, um, uh, giving them, uh, prosperity, giving them, um, the fruit of the womb, giving them babies, you know, giving them things, giving them things. Right. And so it's, and, and the same, it's the same way today. That's the reason that they, um, sacrifice to their false gods because these false uh, gods or deities, even though they're real, but they're false because they're not the true and living God. Every other God is false. <laughs> okay. But they are real because demons are real. 
And, 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 and that's why you see the people that are sacrificing to these gods and worshiping these false gods, they're, they're gaining riches. They're gaining, they're gaining, you know, uh, prosperity. They're gaining influence. They're gaining, you know, all just the Lux life. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, li they're, they're living their best life. So they think, you see what I mean? So they have everything. Um, because the, the God of this world is the God of mammon, right? His name is all, he's also known as Baal. He is the God of mammon. And what did Jesus say? You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't serve two masters. And so he is a master. He is a master. And God was saying, you know, no, they, they, they're worshiping me as a God, but not as their father. They don't see me as their father. They see me as a God. Therefore, they call me God. Mm. Huh? They call me God, but they don't call me father. <sighs> what a revelation. What did Jesus say? He said, when you pray, say our father who art in heaven. You see, hallowed be thy name. What did Jesus call God? He said, he's my father. I only say and do what I see my father say and do. He called him father. He didn't call him God, <laughs> you know, but, but everything we say and everything that we do is God, this and God, that and God, this and God, that. And yes, God is mentioned in the Bible, you know, tons of times, tons of times, you know, as he's referred to as God, but see, people in there, it, it's, it's about what is the motive, motive of your heart? Are you worshiping the lowercase G-O-D or the capital G, capital O, capital D, the creator of all things, who is our heavenly father? Do you understand that you are from another kingdom? The kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? And you're not of this world? He says they worship me as a God, but not as their father. Now watch this. He says, he says, um, if they, if anyone preaches unto you any other gospel, let him be what? Accursed. Let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. So the spirit of religion, let me define religion for you one more time. For those of you who didn't catch it on my, uh, uh, my broadcast about it. Let me, let me give you this. Religion. Let me show you what this is. Religion, King James Dictionary. It says to bind a new religion means to bind. Huh? <laughs> the word seems originally to a to have signified an oath or a vow to the gods. Or the obligation of such an oath or vow, which was held very sacred by the Romans. Religion. You see, it doesn't say anything about Jesus. It doesn't say anything about Christians, which the Romans also came up with that term too. It, it doesn't say anything about that. It says a vow or an oath to the gods. I wonder why it says that. 
It says religion in its most comprehensive sense includes a belief in its most comprehensive sense includes a belief in the being and perfections of God. So it's a belief in the, in the being of God, right? And it says in the revelation of his will to man. In man's obligation to obey his commands in a state of reward and punishment and in man's accountableness to God. Now, reward and punishment. You see, religion tells you that God either will reward you or he will punish you. That's not what relationship says. Relationship says he will reward me for my obedience. And guess what? My obedience is a decision that I make to submit unto him. My obedience represents my humility before my father, right? And there and and and, and then he gives what what curses for disobedience. Now a curse is the opposite of a blessing. Because you made the wrong choice or the wrong decision. But you are the one making the choice. God is not punishing you. You are punishing you. Hmm. If I disobey and, and, and choose to, uh, to, to go steal the car and go to the party and end up wrecking the car and end up in jail because I, you know, I was drinking and driving in the car. I done picked up all my friends in the car and my, my daddy told me don't take that car, then guess what? All the consequences I suffered or the curse that came upon me because I end up in jail with a DWI that's, that, that's going to follow me on my record for a long time, you know, all those, all those consequences are the result of my own decision. But my daddy did not he, 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 he didn't curse me. He didn't punish me. I did it. It says reward, a state of reward. Now, this is why people get God mixed up because they say they see God as this as this tyrant sitting on a throne that is ready to throw thunderbolts at you whenever, whenever you make a mistake. And that's why people reject God. And because the devil doesn't put that in, in people's minds. But it's a lie. Oh, he'll he'll reward you if you're if you're good. But oh, if you mess up, don't make no mistake. You know, because here come the thunderbolts. Here come the punishment. God is not like that. God is long suffering and merciful, wishing that all would be saved. Even Jezebel, he gave a long time to repent. Bible says he gave her a space. That that means a long period of time. To repent, but she would not. So don't try to paint him. Religious tries, religion tries to paint God as a tyrant. He is not. It says, it, it says, um, and it says, uh, in man's accountable accountableness to God and also true godliness or piety of life with the practice of moral duties. This is not about works, this is about your call. This is about God knowing you before the foundation of the world. It's not about your works. It's not about how good you are or how bad you are. It's about your works and your decisions. 
I'm sorry. It's not about your works. It is about your, uh, your relationship. Your relationship with him will determine your decisions. That's what it's about. Not of works, lest any man shall boast. Right? So, so, so this is not about that. But this is what religion tells us about God. This is what religion tells us about God. So it says, if any man or any, even an angel, come and preach unto you any other gospel. Well, what's the other gospel that's being preached? It is the gospel of prosperity. If I don't have money, if I don't have a, a bank account, you know, full of money or, or, or the latest car, then I'm not blessed. But she's blessed. But God is no respecter of persons. You see what I mean? You see, if, if, if I, if I uh, you know, if I don't have money to put in the first Sunday offering, if, if I don't have the $300 they asking for, then I'm not blessed. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's religion. Religion is about rules. It's about rituals. It's about traditions of man that make God's word of no effect at all. We're talking about religion. The opposite of relationship. Religion is about right and wrong. It's about, you know, how many works you're doing, you know, what you're doing. Religion will run you, will run you ragged with works. Oh, we got to, you know, we got to, we got to have the, 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 the bake sale and we got to have the, uh, the Thanksgiving turkeys and we got to have the, the Christmas party and we got to have the Christmas program and here come Easter, got to have the Easter program and we got to do this and we got to do that and we got to do, 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 but it is a Martha <laughs> kind of ministry. It's a Martha kind of, kind of, kind of belief. It's a Martha church, but it's not the Mary church. It's not the one that sits at the feet of Jesus. It's the one that's busy about working. It's about works, but the real works are doing the works of Jesus. Jesus said, what did I come to tell you to do? What did I come uh, to give you? I came to give you power and authority over all demons to heal the sick, but he said to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to cast out devils, to raise the dead. And then he said, many more works or greater works than these shall you do. So why are we doing lesser works? We're selling chicken and bake sales and stuff instead of the greater works. You see what I mean? This is what we're talking about. Religion. Religion. Religion makes you take from people instead of giving to people. The book of James says that pure religion and undefiled is not taking from people, but it, but it says to visit or to help. That word means to help the less fortunate, to help the fatherless and the widows, single mothers, widows, people that don't have no husband, but they got kids or they're trying to make it on their own. And instead of you cons being considerate of them, you're trying to take their money every Sunday at church. You know, when do you ever give to them? When do you ever help them? Do you help them in their trouble, in their affliction? When they come to you, do you say, oh, well, let's just see what we can do after you done took all their money? You know, you got you beating them over here, over the head with Malachi three about some tithes and offerings. You know what I'm saying? When, when that didn't even apply to them. 
come on and then you, you, you when they get in trouble and oh i can't pay my light bill oh well let's just see what we can do and you can't even pay the bill you can't help them it's, it's about giving. It's not about taking. And, and the Bible says that pure religion and undefiled is also keeping yourself unspotted from the world. Well, what does what does today's religious church do? We we conjoin ourselves to the world. We compromise with the world. God said, come out from among them and be ye separate unto me. So your light can actually shine in the darkness but they can't see your light because you're in the darkness with them see what i mean you we want the today's church we want to be like the world it looks a lot like the world and it's very sad because you know those that are prominent in the world don't even want to come to the church because they can see that it's it's just like the world or even worse It's powerless. So, you know, this is why we're talking about this. We got to get this right. If, if the, the Bible says that the sons of God, um, sorry, what, what was I about to tell you here? Oh, the Lord said to tell you this also, that religious demons or demons are very persistent. Jesus says that when, he, when he's speaking about the nature of demons, remember what he said they do when they're cast out. Um, he said that they, they roam around in dry places seeking rest. And when they find none, they return um, to get back in the house, right? They return. They say, well, we'll go back to our house, right? They see you as a house. They see you as a home. <laughs> uh, that's why, you know, you, we need to be making them homeless, they see you as a home, but your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, not the temple of demons. So, so they say, you know, oh, well, we're going to go back to our house when they can't find rest. They are persistent. They will keep coming back. They will leave you for a season, but they'll be back. So what does that mean? That means that we must stay battle ready. There's no room for laziness. There's no room. Listen, we have to stay battle ready. Your house, you have to keep your house filled with the spirit of God, with the word of God. And, and, and your, and, and Jesus said this, he says, my house shall be a house of prayer unto all nations. So we are also to be filled with prayer. Got to have a prayer life. You got to have the word of God in you become the living word. And you also have to have the Holy Spirit. Then when the demon comes, he can't, he, he, he can't enter there because the house is already filled. Now I'm going to show you one more thing about demons. I'm going to show you one more thing about demons. Especially um, the reason, this, this ties into the reason why so many preachers are... Uh, are having trouble. Well, I'm not going to even say having trouble. This is the reason why so many preachers are sleeping with women in the church, sleeping with women in the church. And the women can't discern that it's a demon. The women cannot discern that it's a demon. Now watch this. The Bible talks about how the sons of God in the book of Genesis, the sons of God, lowercase s, right? Saw 
talking about the Benai Elohim, they saw that the daughters of men were fair or beautiful, right? And they took to them wives, right? They took to them wives. So they, they began to sleep with these women and they even had children with these women. They even bear fruit with these women, right? That's still happening today. And that's the, these are the same demons. Huh? The demons want to do the same thing today. They haven't changed. Just like God, they're the same today, yesterday, and forever. These demons are still around. And this is still happening today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you 1 Corinthians 11 and 10. going to show you this real quick. 1 Corinthians 11 and 10. Let me show you something. 1 Corinthians 11 and chapter 10. Sister Marion said, I forgot you said something funny earlier. Oh, <laughs> oh Sister Elizabeth came over here. Hey, sis, God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't show y'all's messages. I'm going to get one of those things, I guess, that shows uh, automatically shows your messages like Pastor Isaiah. I have to I have to figure that out. But there you go. That That's your messages on the screen. All right. First Corinthians 11 and 10. You see, uh, this thing is deeper than we think because the reason why these these uh, these these uh, church leaders are are sleeping with women in the church it's more than just about they have a lust problem. They have demons, and that's the reason why a lot of them don't do deliverance <laughs> because they have demons and they don't preach against. Listen, the way you want, the best way to discern. If a leader in the body of Christ has a demon, just pay attention to what they pre to what they don't preach against. Remember, I told you a while back, don't look at what what a person says. Watch what they don't say. You see what I mean? If they're not preaching against sin, if they're not preaching against sexual sin, then they're probably involved in sexual sin. Now, you don't never preach against immorality. You don't never preach against fornication. You don't never preach against adultery. Why not? Why not? Right? But these, I'm going to show you here in scripture, these are the same demons. These are the same demons. And what's happening is 90% um, 90, 90 of the time, this is what's happening. This is more because this is because the demon wants the woman. The demon wants the woman. You see? These a lot of these leaders they have went and, and, and bought witchcraft because they wanted to grow a mega church or they wanted a large following or they wanted you know more money or they wanted more members in their church or they wanted more influence, more reach, more power. You see, and and, and a lot of them have got have gotten involved in witchcraft. A lot of our American pastors that fell off the off the wagon, they went over to Africa and bought some witchcraft or they got it here in the in the country um, from them that came over here. But most of them, they will go over there and go to the witch doctors who will take them to the river. And draw up Leviathan, marine spirits, marine spirits. These are marine demons. These are serpentine spirits. What we just talked about in the beginning here. Serpentine spirits that will give you a spirit, uh, a, a marine spirit or a python spirit, right? 
That's what they have on them. They go over there and they get baptized by this Leviathan demon. Glory to God. And 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 this is this is why they're after the women because the demon is telling them you need to sleep with as many women as possible because this empowers me. Why? Because of what kind of demon I am. Hello. That's where spirit spouses come from. Incubus and succubus, these are marine spirits. And a sister of mine um, uh, just preached on this on her broadcast. And, and you know, it's true. And, and it lines up right with what, you know, what God had me talking about in terms of the nature of demons. She was talking about marine spirits. And I've been learning a lot about marine spirits over the past couple of weeks because um, the last lady that I had uh, that I did deliverance on was bound with a marine spirit. She was she was bound with the spirit of uh, Leviathan, Python, and the thing was so strong that it was connecting, it was controlling her spine. I'll show the clips. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a a an edited version because the deliverance session uh, in total took over six hours, and we still didn't get we we still didn't get all the demons out. Even though we made a lot of progress, we didn't get all the demons out. <laughs> And sis said, oh, hi, Sister Stefan is here. God bless you. As my other sister said, talk about it. Amen. We talking about it, sis. Um, we didn't get all of the demons out. And I had to reach out um, to Pastor Isaiah on that one, you know, because I was like, look, you know, what do I do here? You know, um, and uh, he had me to send him the video and I'm waiting for uh, his response. Um, so I'll know, you know, uh, how to tackle this thing. Cause I'm going to have, I'm going to have to have another session, um, with this woman, but the woman is in, she lives in New York, but she's from India. Um, and, and, and they, her family, they put witchcraft on her, you know, her, 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 I won't tell her business, but there's, there, there was, uh, that middle Eastern witchcraft and, and she has the spirit of, um, of, uh, Kundalini. These are Kundalini spirits. Kundalini spirits are also marine spirits. Okay. And so these spirits attach themselves um, uh, to these people, you know, when they either through either through being sacrificed, you know, by their ancestors, someone in your ancestral line, or they are or, or they uh, they get caught up in these spirits through uh, witchcraft and the occult. Right. Witchcraft and the occult. And so um, what's happening is a lot of these leaders, a lot of these pastors and so on, apostles, prophets, whatever, you know, gifting they are in the body of Christ, um, Satan wants to pervert them. And so what he'll do when, when you see them cheating uh, on their wife or having sex with women in the church, it's not just because it's a lust spirit. No. No, and especially when the when the person won't repent, when the man won't just won't repent and won't stop and won't acknowledge his sin or whatever. That's beyond a lust spirit. That is that is that. Listen, that is much stronger than a lust a lust demon. Okay, um, these are marine spirits, and what they do is they go and they get witchcraft from the marine kingdom which Africa is not, is the number one continent that is known for the Marine kingdom. 
number one continent that is known for the spirit of, of Python and Leviathan. And the thing is in the waters. They, they take you to a body of water. There's a river there. Um, somewhere, it, uh, somewhere around Nigeria, I believe, is where it's located. I, I can't remember what um, the name, the exact name of the place that, but I, but I learned about it before. Um, and and you can research it. I mean, it, 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 this ain't private information, okay? This is public information, okay? So you can look it up, and and you'll know you'll know what I'm saying is true. But I know they got witchcraft because I was involved with one of these people. I was involved with with one of these men, okay? He was the apostle of my church, okay? And and I was involved with him. And I remember one night he took me to, uh, or he had me drop him off at a meeting at 3 a.m. meeting, a 3 a.m. meeting. Well, who meets anybody at 3 a.m.? 3 a.m. is the witching hour. Now, you know, I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm going to say this. When I put two and two together, it makes four. 3 a.m. meetings, and you don't want to drive your own car, and you, you want to, you, you, someone else needs to take you and then you and 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 the and the house is full of Africans at 3 a.m. I mean, I don't know what kind of party or what what starts at 3 a.m. I don't know, but I'm just saying that's what was happening. And 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 if you have, I'm saying this for the purpose of anyone who has experienced this, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is what they do, and a lot of them they go over there and they get that witchcraft. And then they come back and they put it, they put the spell or the curse on the people. Some of them talk about how they, how the demons, uh, how the spirit of Leviathan came up out of the water and manifested in the physical realm and took them under the water and baptized them because the devil will baptize you. So we're talking about marine spirits here, much greater than a spirit of lust. Okay. Now, I don't have nothing to hide, only people to help. So, you know, that's why I don't mind telling you. Everybody's not going to tell you this, and that's fine. That's fine. But, you know, somebody has to. Somebody has to do it. And I guess, I, you know, I'll just be the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> but I want your eyes to be open. Now, watch this. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 10, and I'm going to let you go. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 10. Um, let me get it up on my, on my uh, Bible here. Now watch this. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 10. I'm going to start at verse... Um, Okay, I'm going to start at verse, uh, I'm going to start at verse one. We're just going to read from verse one really quickly. Um, first Corinthians 11 and one, it says, be ye followers of me. This is apostle Paul speaking, even as I also am of Christ. I'm in the King James version. It says, now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things. Or it means I request that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them unto you. 
but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, right? And the head of the woman is the man, right? And the head of Christ is God, right? It says every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. So the man is not supposed to have his head covered, right? Because his head is God and they will be dishonoring his head. Now we're talking about spiritual covering, not physical coverings here. So this ain't talking about wear a baseball cap or wear a head wrap or a turban or, you know, um, what the Muslim wear, women wear. No, um, it, it, it is talking about spiritual covering. And, and, and verse five, it says, but every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head. Now, this is talking about a woman who's who has a husband because her head is the man. If she's a married woman and she has a uh, she has a husband, then when she prays or prophesies with her head uncovered, she dishonors her head or her husband. That means if she praying or prophesying without the from under the covering of her husband, right? Then she's dishonoring him. For that is even all one as if she were shaven and. And what that's saying is that that would be just like she were bald, right? Now watch verse six. It says, now some people take this scripture literally and they wear head coverings and everything. That's fine. You want to wear a head covering? That's fine. It's not against the law. It's not against the book. It's not against God. Uh, it's not sin if you want to do that. Verse six, it says, for if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn or shaven. But if it... And this is also according to their customs back then, Jewish custom. But it, but if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. Watch this. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head for as much as he is the image and glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man, right? Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman was created for the man, right? Watch verse 10. For this cause or for this reason ought the woman to have power on her head. Now you see it's not talking about a physical head covering or scarf or head wrap. It's talking about power. It's talking about power and authority here. It says, for this reason or for this cause ought the woman to have power on her head. Who's the absolute power and the absolute authority? It is Christ. It is Christ. The woman ought to have power on her head because of the angels. <laughs> because of the what? Because of the angels. Now watch this because of the angels, right? Now my, my, my mentor, apostle Pagani, who activated me into deliverance ministry, he taught us this. These same angels that they're talking about here are the same angels in Genesis chapter six, the same angels 
the same fallen angels that saw that the children that the that the uh that the uh the daughters of men were beautiful <laughs> and came in unto them to sleep with them right let, let, let me let me show you this let me show you this watch this Genesis 6 and 2 Genesis 6 and 2 watch this uh, Genesis uh, 6 and 1 excuse me it says and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God lowercase s talking about the benai Elohim or the fallen angels when the that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, which means beautiful, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And this made God angry. The Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. It says they were there were giants in the earth in those days. This is the Nephilim that we're talking about. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Talking about the Nephilim, the giants, the, same, the sons of Anak or the same tribe that um, the same tribe that uh, Joshua Nim. God said, go over there and take that land. And they went over there and they said, he sent spies over there. And, he, and, and those spies came back and said, we, we ain't nothing but grasshoppers in they sight. Because they saw giants over there. There were giants, literally literal giants in the land. God said, I don't care how big they are. I don't care who they are. Go over there and take what belongs to you. I brought you this way because you knew nothing of war. You have to know how to fight and take the land. My kingdom suffered violence, but it's, but the kingdom of God suffered violence, but the violent, the violent take it by force. The violent, you must be violent. You see, there's what's called a holy indignation. You see, you see. Our God is a God of war. He's a man of war, you see. A consuming fire, you see. Nothing timid about him, you see. So it's talking about these giants. It's talking about how the wickedness of man became so great that the, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only upon evil continually. And, and, and this made God re repent that he had even made man on the earth. And the Bible says it grieved him at his heart. And this is why he sent the flood. Now, these same demons, these same fallen angels is what Apostle Paul is talking about here in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 10. For this reason ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. You need a covering or this is the reason why. A, a woman 
It's because it's saying that the woman was created for the man. A woman should have a husband. It is good for a woman to have a husband. Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. We know that God is a God of covenant. He's a God of marriage covenant between a man and a woman. He is a God of family. Right? He, he, wants, he wants us to produce, reproduce after our own kind. So it's good for a woman to have a husband. But if a woman does not have a physical husband, she needs the power and authority of Christ over her head because of these angels. Because if you're not submitted to Christ, then these angels will have access to you. That's why many of us for many years, even as born again believers, come on and tell the truth, shame the devil, had spirit husbands. This is why Incubus was messing with you in your sleep. This is why demons were sleep or try to sleep with you at night. This is why. This is why. You see? So 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 we're talking here about these fallen angels. <laughs> That's why, and, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you a secret. It's not wise for a woman, if you don't have a husband, <laughs> it's not wise, especially if you don't have a husband, because a demon will try you. Uh, he will try you um, to sleep naked. Don't sleep naked. I know some people like to sleep naked and you say, oh, it's too hot. None of that. None of that. No, put some clothes on. Cover your because these demons, <clears throat> these angels are looking for open doors. They're looking to tempt you and to, you know, they're, they're looking to attack you. They, and they will. These are marine spirits. These are marine spirits. That's why we have to make sure that we don't have any open doors to sin in our life. And that's why I was telling you Tuesday, <coughs> Tuesday night. Watch what you're listening to. Watch what you're watching. Watch what you have in your house. Pay attention, you know, to the, to the things that the items that you have in your house. Don't um, don't just bring anything into your house. It's not it's not always good to go looking for antiques and hand me downs and picking up stuff from dumpsters and stuff like that. No, buy your stuff brand new and make sure that you're the only one that's handling it and touching it. And don't be buying no 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 witchcraft. Uh, 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 movies and occult movies and all that kind of stuff and stay away from that stuff on Netflix and all that. Stop eating things that have been sacrificed unto idols or devils. Stop it. Stop it because we're opening doors for demons to come in. Now, you know, we don't know when we open the door, like Pastor Isaiah says. We don't know when we open the door, we don't get to choose what comes in. We don't get to choose if it's a fly, if it's a mosquito. We don't get to choose what com what comes in. So what does that tell us? Keep the doors shut. Keep the doors shut, right? So uh, we're going to stop here tonight. Um, and because uh, I'm already, uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to go this long. We're going to stop here and um, we're going to close out in prayer and I'm going to let you go. But I pray tonight for the spirit of discernment 
I'm praying tonight for the spirit of discernment. And I'm praying tonight that God will give every last one of us spiritual foresight, spiritual perception, spiritual uh, insight, that he will open the eyes of our understanding and, the, and that he will open up our spiritual eyes that we may see clearly, as clear as in the spirit realm as we see in the physical realm. Open our spiritual eyes, Lord, that we may clearly see and understand and be able to detect and discern demons, demons, whether they be religious demons or otherwise, any kind of demon. Give us eyes to see and eyes to see afar off. Because we need to be able to detect things before they come upon us. It's not wise to, lead to, to you know, for something to come upon your gates to, to make it to the all the way up to the gate of your city or all the way up to the doors of your city, and you can't detect it. Next thing you know, it's staring you in the face. And many of us are staring demons in the face, and we can't see them. We can't detect them. Amen. So, 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 so may God give us eyes to see and ears to hear the voice of the spirit and what the spirit of God is saying to us individually and collectively as a whole. And may the Lord clothe us and fill us with the spirit of prayer and with the spirit of intercession and with the spirit of wisdom and counsel and might in Jesus name. May the Lord empower and equip us. And may we take hold of the power and the authority that Jesus hung, bled, and died and rose again to give unto us in Jesus' mighty name. I rebuke and bind every lukewarm spirit in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Father God, that you will fill us with your fire, that you will stir up the fire within us, the fire of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name, that the coals will be will be uh, stirred up and they will be kept, they will be stirred up and catch on fire again that the living word that the word that you placed in us will be stirred up in us that the gifts and the callings that you place within us will be stirred up in us in Jesus mighty name let your word be stirred up because your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway it enlightens our darkness Shine the light of your word, the light of your truth in every dark area in the name of Jesus. You said if, if our eye be single or if, I, if our eye be light, then our whole body shall be full of light. But if our eye be dark, then how deep is the darkness? I pray tonight, Father, that you shine the light of your word to expose all the darkness. Search our hearts, try our reins, and see if there be any wicked thing in us. And purge and purify us in Jesus' name. That's a word we don't hear much about anymore is purging. But we need to be purged. And some people are scared to pray that prayer. But I'm praying for the Lord to purge me and purify me and sanctify me and cleanse me. And deliver me from every demonic spirit. It's wise to know what operated, uh, what operate, what demons uh, or what your ancestors actually worshipped. Okay? 
because certain demons are are, are assigned to certain uh, to certain um, um, types of lineages, to certain types of lineages or certain um, uh, cultures, and even certain races of people. We just got through talking about how the Python spirit is prevalent in Africa. And it's also prevalent in other uh, nationalities, such as the Native Americans. Well, my daddy is, a, is an African-American and my mother is a Cherokee Indian native. She is not, she is not wannabe. She is, <laughs> she, she, she has a, this much black in her. And the rest, she's, when you look at her, she don't look like a black woman. She looks like a straight up, a straight up Indian. Uh, she said, uh, Sister Miriam says she's an ex-Muslim. Amen. Well, you know, if, if this was in your ancestral lineage, then, you know, then you know, you know, pretty much what they worship. But you need to, we need to, we need to look into these things and, and, and not that we're looking for, you know, no, it's, it's about getting knowledge and getting wisdom to understand what is trying to pursue us, you know, in our ancestral line or, or in, or in our generations, as far as generational curses are concerned, because a lot of our uh, ancestors were involved in some form of witchcraft. If they didn't serve God, they served something just like today. There's nothing new under the sun. Don't you know that? So if, if, if people are worshiping, you know, other gods today, then how far along ago did you think that started? This started centuries ago. These are ancient de demons. So, so, so we need to know, you know, um, we need to know, ask the Holy Spirit, he'll reveal it to you. Um, and you can even ask if you, if your parents or grandparents are around, you can even ask them. And, and they might tell you the truth, but I'm telling you, um, the reason that we deal that we're troubled with so many demonic spirits in our lives. And, and it's something, if it's something that it seems like you can't get rid of it, you know, then, you know, no matter what you do and you're a born again, blood bought, a blood washed believer, son, daughter of the living God, but you're still bound with something. Then nine times out of 10, it's tied to your ancestral lineage. Unless you, unless you're someone who practices sin and you got open doors of sin in your life and you just, you know, Hey, you know, here, there, and I don't care. You know what I'm saying? But we're talking about people who are trying to please the Lord and they're shutting the doors of sin in their life. And they're repenting, uh, you know, every day, taking a bath every day, like you are supposed to, you know what I'm saying? but they're still struggling with things. Maybe it's a spirit of poverty. Maybe it's a spirit of, of perversion. Maybe it's a spirit of infirmity, a sickness, a, some disease that's trying to cleave to you. Something is trying to cleave to you and you can't get rid of it. Maybe, you know, maybe it is a marine spirit or you got an incubus spirit following you. You got a succubus spirit following you. Do you know that those things attach themselves at the generational level as well, at the ancestral level as well? And they can come into your life as a, as a generational curse because your great grandmama opened the door to it 
or your great, 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 great granddaddy was a sorcerer or your great, 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 great grandmama was a witch. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We need to know this kind of stuff. Don't take it lightly because these, these are the ways that these are the ways that these demons get access to curse your life. And that's why the thing that's why the thing perpetuates and you can't seem to get rid of it. You see what I mean? So so we have to uh we have to be mindful of these things. And and and, and I know it's real and I know it's true because I deal with it all the time doing deliverance. You know, it's always it seems like it's always some kind of generational curse, some kind of generational something. You know? And we have to break the generational curse. We have to break it. You know what I mean? But it seems like it's always something from somebody's generation. Almost every time I, I, I deal with this in deliverance, it's always generational. And I'm like, well, Lord, what's in my generation? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get free too. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, am I really delivered? Or, you know what I'm saying? Because I know things that happened to me in my youth. And, and I know that they open the doors to demons. You know what I'm saying? Rape, molestation. And especially if your parents won't, if, if, listen, if your mother won't acknowledge the fact that you were molested, you know what I mean? If you're, and she thinks that you were lying. She says you were lying. She, you know, that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? What really happened there? Was I sacrificed? What happened? What happened? Because I know it's true and I know what happened to me. And I'm telling you, that's how those demons get in. And that's how they got into my life. You see what I mean? And I had to be delivered. Listen, God can deliver you himself. Because if you have a mission on your life that is, you know, listen, a mandate on your life and a mantle he's trying to put on you. He will deliver you him. If nobody else is, is there to do it, he will do it. But he prefers to use a person because that's how that's how that, that's how Jesus did it. You know, and that's what he taught them. He said, no, you shall cast out devils. So it's meant the deliverance is meant for one person to help another. Two is better than one. So if you can't get the demons out by yourself, you better go find somebody who can help you get free. Go find somebody that can help you get free. And we're available. IsaiahSaldivar.com forward slash deliverance. There's a deliverance map. You can find a deliverance minister in your area or you can, you can, you know, you can reach out to me. I am on the map for the area of Texas. Um, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex, uh, Louisville, Texas area. But listen, you have to uh, get help. You have to get help. You have to get help. So um, I pray, Father God, that you give us wisdom and, and that you uh, open the eyes of our understanding concerning the demonic realm and that you shine the light on every dark area, every crack, every crevice, every nook, every cranny within us, every room in our temple. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, that you shine the light, that you expose everything in the darkness. And I pray that you overturn and overthrow every refuge of lies that the enemy is hiding under. In Jesus' mighty name, the Holy Ghost says, stop hiding demons and stop walking in pride. We have to stop walking in pride. 
We have to stop saying, oh, it's not me. It can't be me. I don't think it's me. Uh, uh. No, we have to stop. That is pride. That is pride, you know, and that, 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 that just means that it probably is, it probably is you probably is me, you know? And so, so, so what the disciples, when, when Jesus said somebody here is going to betray me, look, they was asking around the table. They was like, well, who is it? Is it me? Is it him? Is it her? You know, is it him? You know what I'm saying? They're trying to figure out because you never think that it can't be you. Never think that it can't be you. Okay, so demon, Christians, believers can have demons and they do. And that's all. In fact, that's all I actually do deliverance on. If people come to me, they are born again believers, but they're struggling and they need to they need to get free. And, and so um, it, it will make things so much easier in your life and it will make it make you so whom the sun sets free is truly free indeed. Y'all truly, truly free indeed. And when you get free from demons you know, in your life, it's like you, you, you're living a whole nother life. These people get free and they like, Oh my God. Like I've never felt better in my life. I've never, you know, listen, when you got a spirit of poverty on you and you can't, you can't hold on to no money. And then suddenly you get delivered from it. And, and all of a sudden your bank account is full and you're, you know, you can you can keep money now. You know what I'm saying? When you get your paycheck, everything ain't breaking down because the devil know you just got paid. Come on. And everything in your house start breaking down. The car, the cat, the dog, and everything to take that money out of your hands. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. You got so-and-so and so-and-so pulling, pulling on you for money all the time and sucking you dry. These are demons. These are demons. The spirit of spirit of the uh, Midianites. Those were demons. <laughs> that every time children of the children of Israel uh, was ready to harvest, here come them doggone Midianites or Amalekites or whatever their name was. Here they come. Here they come. These 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 these, these are spirits. I'm telling you. So, so let's get some help. Let's get some wisdom and let's get some help and let's get educated and knowledge, knowledgeable about this stuff. And, and, um, let's, let's do the book club. Let's read the book and, and other books that teach us about the demonic. God told me, uh, several months ago, that's why you see these kinds of messages coming from me. He said, take them to devil school because everybody else want to teach about grace, 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 grace. But we need to be educated about the demonic. We need to know what's in the dark. We need to know the wiles, the strategies of, of the devil. Amen. Be not ignorant of the, of the devices of our adversary. Amen. All right. So I'm going to let you guys go. I'll cover you in the blood of Jesus. You, your children, your household, your finances, everything that pertains to you. May the Lord heal you and deliver you of every plague, every issue, every disease, every demonic spirit that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy in the name of Jesus. I bind it now in Jesus name by the authority of the blood of the lamb and by the authority of the laws of the courtroom of heaven. And I cast every one of these demons into the abyss. Now go to the pit of hell. We banish you to the pit now in Jesus mighty name. And may the Lord fill you with the Holy ghost and that with fire in Jesus mighty name. 
And when you open your mouth, you will let out a flood against, against these demons in Jesus' mighty name. Like the woman in the book of Revelation. In Jesus' mighty name. Go in peace. Be set free. In Jesus' name. May the Lord destroy every yoke, every chain of bondage. By the power of his anointing. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Glory to God. All right. I love you guys. Hit me up um, if you do need deliverance. Just, just, just hit me up on the map uh, or hit me up on my website. Uh, there's a page there for deliverance where you can contact me. And I love you. I will see you uh, next time. Um, it's going to be uh, Tuesday night next week, right, at 8 p.m. instead of 7 p.m. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for another episode of This is Kingdom. Amen. And don't forget about the prayer. It's this Saturday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, How to Slay in Prayer. So How to Slay in Prayer is going to be Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Uh, from now on. And I'm getting ready to post the updates video so everybody can be aware of the updates. All right. Love you. God bless you. Good night. Like, comment, share. Spread the truth everywhere. <laughs> love you. Bye-bye. Subscribe. All right. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.